Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to WVLP 103.1 uh, in Valparaiso, Indiana. This is Porter County Buzz, and uh, I am your host today, uh, Greg Sims, along with my other co-host, Andy Bozek, and we have a special guest. We're very excited about this. We're excited about all our guests, we are, we are. but uh, <laughs> we have a lovely female with us from the Caring Place, uh, Bessie Castidis Newkirk. I said it correctly, right? Yeah, see. Um, but welcome aboard, Bessie. Thank you so much. And Bessie, uh, over there, she's got a title of uh, Shelter Client and Community Service Manager. So just so you guys know what she's doing, doing over there. We're going to cover that. We got lots to go through. Big title there. Um, but she's also come up through the Caring Place, which is nice. So we'll get to hear some of that history, um, what, it, what all the Caring Place does, why it's here. Um, and and uh, some of the ins and outs of your day. I mean, I'm kind of interested yeah. to find out personally. And Yeah, and I'll tell you, Bessie, I was looking at some of this stuff. I had no idea. I've been in this community for a long time. I had no clue uh, half the things you guys did. So it's kind of exciting for me, at least, to sit and hear some of this as well as the listeners. And Andy is nodding, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's a place... A facility in our, uh, our community, um, an organization that's really close to my heart, and I know we had talked about that mm -hmm. in the past, that's, that's right. where we kind of do some of our donations as the Christmas light show, right. not to get off right. the point. <laughs> we are very grateful for that. Yeah. But go ahead, Bessie, uh, here we go. Go ahead. Why don't you start off, just tell us a little bit about you personally. I mean, if, oh, if you're comfortable sure. with that, you know, you got kids, you got a husband, I know, I know these yes. answers, but I'm kind of prompting you. Yes, yes, no problem. Yes, so um, I live here in Valparaiso. I grew up here, but I went to Chesterton Schools. That's how I know Andy, actually, as well. Um, Sorry, Valpo fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Doing> strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, I do have a three-year-old son and a husband at home, and I do have a seven-year-old stepdaughter as well. Um, so we live right here in Valparaiso, and um, actually, as far as moving on up to the Caring Place, I worked at the Caring Place at the old shelter years ago when I was getting my teaching license. Um, so I did work as a client assistant, you know, had that direct service with uh, the clients there and um, all of our residents that came in. Um, I did a lot of the child programming as well and did some groups with uh, the women and children there. Um, so when I got my teaching license, I did end up uh, teaching and running a dropout pre prevention and college readiness program in East Chicago for quite a while. Um, so I was there for a while. Ended up meeting my husband and had my son and decided to stay home a bit. Um, hmm. So I started, you know, being back in Belleville and not making the drive to uh -huh. Chicago. I okay. decided, um, you know, to see what was available at the caring place again. Mm -hmm. um, so so you got the bug. You had to get back yes, involved. Yes, I, like, I had to, you know, have a little piece of myself still, you know, and uh, keep working. Mm -hmm. So it was nice. I was able to stay home with my son, um, but also do the programming with the Amanda Forum That's program awesome. with Denise. So I kind of came on as her assistant to where mm -hmm. I could do presentations, work remotely, you know, uh, work from home as necessary. Um, and from there, decided to, you know, slowly work my way towards more of a full-time position. Mm -hmm. um, so when the new shelter opened and um, Mary Beth and Mary Kay, uh, former, you know, CEO mm -hmm. and finance manager, they re decided to retire. So Denise took over as the president and CEO there. Now they retired right after, and we'll talk a little bit about mm -hmm. the new shelter, sure. but it was right after the new yes. shelter, right? Yes. They got shortly their project after. completed. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Shortly mm -hmm. after, yes. So, um, so yeah, so they they retired, Denise took over, and I ended up taking her position of the full-time outreach coordinator. 
Um, so that was specifically with the Amanda Forum, the Teen Dating mm -hmm. Violence and Prevention Awareness Program. Um, so I was doing presentations, creating resources, you know, going into mm -hmm. schools and um, mm -hmm. just providing that education on healthy relationships, red relationship uh, flags. Um, and I don't think I realized how much it impacts our younger generation, how, mm -hmm. how prevalent it was in school. So, I mean, we'll, yes. we'll discuss mm -hmm. that, but great organization yes. within this awesome organization. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we, um, in coming into that role, we realized, you know, parents need to be educated. Schools, yeah. you know, it wasn't just a teen, um, you know, outreach that we were looking to do. So that's why my title ended up changing to <laughs> outreach coordinator, you know, to be okay. able to do... Um, just educational, you know, workshops and conferences everywhere, essentially, um, and kind of target, you know, everyone that needed to be educated on that. So, well, so that being said, I'm sure there's some listeners that don't really know what the Caring Place actually does. So, you know, I'm sure you can go on for hours on that, but, in a, <laughs> you know, just briefly, what, what exactly do you guys do there? Sure. So our main um, focus of our mission that, um, for those who are aware of us, um, is providing that emergency shelter. So we do have our, um, you know, crisis lines going 24-7. The shelter is, of course, 24-7 as well. Um, and we get, you know, calls through those crisis lines for many who are seeking shelter. Uh, those are who, are who are actively fleeing domestic violence situations. Male and female, right? We are all inclusive, yes. Okay. Yes, so as okay. long as um, the males who may uh, be presenting a need for intake um, if they're over 18 or, you know, um, emancipated, mm -hmm. um, then we do bring them in as long as we have that space and availability. Um, we provide the same services for them. Each mm -hmm. person that comes in, we do assign them a case manager within the shelter. So I have several case managers on staff, um, and when they get assigned to them, they basically meet with them weekly to work on their goals and needs. You know, mm -hmm. we're working on housing and getting a job. and you know, transportation issues, yeah. getting mm. their children into so school. So many things you don't no. think about when you're... Absolutely. Right. Yes. You know, right. so many do come with children. We have a lot of babies right now. Oh, shelter wow. And, um, you know, assisting them with child care, you know, finding those resources, um, getting them into school, like I said. So a lot of moving parts, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure that they can, once they leave, move forward on their own, you know, um, be independent in their own way out of situations that place them, um, you know, you're setting them up to succeed, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what How many are you able to um, carry at a time? Like, what is your limit? So we have 12 bedrooms that have four beds in each. So technically, we are a 48-bed shelter. Um, when you bring in the aspects with COVID, mm. those who come with larger yeah. families, um, you know, we don't necessarily room children with other families if we can, you know, help that. Mm -hmm. um, so we have those. Right now, we're basically at capacity at about 33 um, because we have so many families. Um, and many don't know we are actually a women's recovery home as well. Oh, okay. So we have- Through Porter Stark? Yeah. Can you kind of elaborate on what, what do you mean when you say sure. that? Sure, um, so we, we provide that structure through Porter Stark um, programming to, um, you know, assist them with going to their meetings, um, you know, having that. Uh, this is drugs and alcohol related? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, basically, you know, providing that structure um, for them. Mm -hmm. um, so we have two separate, you know, programs within the shelter. Hmm. Um, and, you know, you really see that intersection between the two, you know, with um, substance abuse and domestic violence. Oh, you know, many times. It's all connected. Yeah. Yes, yes. So. 
wow. take benefit. Um, that's you know basically within the shelter, and then we of course um, you know our other piece of our mission is just that upstream prevention with the outreach programs. Yeah. So we incorporate a lot of. Um, Sources of strength. I don't know if you're familiar with that curriculum, but it is best practices for suicide prevention. Um, so oh. we incorporate that a lot with our, you know, uh, child services we have in house and our clients as well. And then of course when we go out into the community. I mean, that's, that. is that a big, a big thing when people come in? I assume they're coming in. They're looking for help. Mm -hmm. They're depressed with this situation yes. already. So it kind of ties in hand mm -hmm. to hand. Absolutely. I didn't even think of that. To yeah, be yeah, just trauma responses that they're, you know. Uh, coping with and mm -hmm. learning to, you know, process what they have been through, you know, especially that trauma of coming into a shelter, mm -hmm. you know, it's a new environment for children, um, you know, many of them didn't think they'd be in that situation and need to seek shelter, um, but you see that lack of family support and you right. know, we are that facility there for them. How, how do they find you? Do they, is just they know about you or, you know, so we have a lot of our resources are also like little palm cards, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we try to mm -hmm. have those, um, you know, doctor's offices, coffee shops, mm -hmm. um, you know, at schools when we distribute them, hospitals, you know, making sure that, you know, in a place where they may not be able to, um, you know, necessarily take that resource if their abuser is around, mm -hmm. you know, it's an easy Card. You know, mm -hmm. can, can I mention the website and the little mm -hmm. thing on top there, which I thought was interesting. Like if you're on this website and you're looking for help and your abuser walks in the room, there's actually a quick escape button that will take mm -hmm. you to another web page. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, it's well thought out. And yeah. I, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I don't know that you had anything to do this probably before, yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, that was, I just, I, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to get involved in this and see all the things that go involved, or mm -hmm. all that, not involved again. Right. Mm -hmm. That are entailed, and um, it, it's a great organization that really. It sucks that you guys have to be around, you know, but I'm right. glad you are. Right, that right. Type of thing. And you've grown. It, it looks like it was started about 1977, so you guys have been around for quite a while. And yeah, we were in Hobart initially. Um, do you know what made them start it? Do you have? Do you know that? It was a group of volunteers <clears throat> that saw this need mm -hmm. um, and hmm. started that kind of from the ground up. That's great. And then, yeah, they were at the. Um, most recent shelter before us, I think, for about 20 years and decided to have the capital campaign and, okay. excuse me, build this new shelter. So they were in Holbert. What, what made them go from Holbert to Valpo? I think it was just the um, location and availability. Oh, okay. You know, they have a okay. facility and get staffing going and deciding this needed to be a nonprofit and a resource. that. But it's not just a Porter County. I mean, it's anyone that comes in, right? We, we specifically serve Porter Lake and Stark County. Oh, okay. Um, the three counties. We have had, you know, <clears throat> it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, when you have somebody fleeing and want to get out of that area, you know, from their abuser. So we've had, you know, calls from clients in Chicago, you know, and if we have the availability and we can, you know, make it oh. work with working with them with their benefits and make sure, you know, being in Porter County isn't going to deter them from the other things that they need mm -hmm. or may already have mm -hmm. in place, you know, then if we have the availability, we're going to them in. Well, that's a that that that's the terrible question about is going. What happens when you don't have availability, but someone still needs help? What what happens next? So we do um, refer to other shelters. Unfortunately, a lot of them are typically full quite a bit, especially now. You know, mm -hmm. we see with the weather getting cold, and you know, kind of distinguishing between those that um, 
you know, are homeless mm-hmm. or if they're truly fleeing domestic violence, you know. So we, we really like to get to the root of why they're calling, um, you know, and make sure that we're bringing those in that are, you know, have those high safety risks that, you know, we need right. to get them out of those situations. But, yeah, we refer out or, you know, we'll advocate on their behalf mm-hmm. um, if another shelter does call and has that availability. Um, other times we've had funding where we can um, put them up in a hotel. Oh, you know, um, so oh no kidding. Are, okay. Yeah, if we well. can, um, yeah, to make sure that they're safe. If we don't have that space and every other shelter is full, we, were do, we will do our best to um, accommodate that okay. and make sure they're not in their car. So for the most part, nobody is turned away, or at least it, extremely rare right. that it would be turned right. away. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they'll come back with a solution is what I'm gathering. Yeah. 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 At least something. Here's, yeah. you know, we're wow. not just saying no, you're screwed. Wow, Absolutely. that's good. Yeah, we have advocates on hand, too. I mean, sometimes they just want a protection order filled out. You know, oh, you guys handle so that, we, too. Okay. Mm-hmm, yep. So we assist them with that, um, with the filing it, you know, writing of it. Um, and, yeah, they will. we have the advocates that will actually go to their court hearings with them as support. You know, we can't speak on their behalf, but just to be that support person that they may not have. A friendly hand yes. right there. Wow. Do you guys have a lot of men that come to your facility? Because honestly, I, I mean, I knew you guys accepted men, but I didn't know. When everybody asked me, what does a caring place do? I always say it's a women and children's you know, yeah. shelter. Um, do you get a lot of men in there? And do you we, have to keep them divided? or? We try to, yes, because we do have shared bathrooms in this uh, facility uh-huh. now. So, um, yeah, so just for, you know, the safety and also, you know, comfort. women that come in that, yeah, yeah just that comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have we don't get too many calls. But I mean, we definitely have had them. We've definitely housed them when we can. So that need mm-hmm. is there as well. I mean, domestic violence, teen dating violence, it affects you know males and females yeah. quite a bit. Absolutely. And and you mentioned the teen dating violence. I, I saw this here on your site. February's Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Yes. Okay. What do you do with that? How how does? So we utilize social media quite a bit, you know, making sure that we, um, you know, just provide that awareness to statistics, you know, mm-hmm. on that subject. Um, we typically have our conference every February with the Amanda Forum that is region wide. With that COVID surge in January, we pushed it to May. Um, so we're mm-hmm. looking forward to that. We have our Amanda Forum task force, as we call them. Um, Can we talk about that? Because the Amanda Forum is a group inside the Caring Place. Can you kind of tell what that is? Because that, that's yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so we have... It's um, a sad story why it started. Um, yes, okay. yes. So we, this was started, um, Amanda Bach was a teenager from Portage. Um, and she was tragically killed by her boyfriend due to breakup violence. Oh. So we we educate on that aspect as well, not only teen dating violence, but how to you know break up in a healthy way, oh. cope with a breakup in a healthy way, you know, really encouraging to not visit an ex alone. You know, sometimes they want to talk, you know, oh. um, you know, make their peace or whatever you know the case may be. Um, so making sure that these things are done safely, making sure somebody knows about the meeting, that you do it in public or have a friend or, you know, just never visiting mm-hmm. them alone, you know, to hopefully prevent future tragedies. Um, so we started, we do this conference and different um, events to uh, bring this awareness to our teens. Um, but, you know, it's starting as young, young as middle school now, you know, and wow. dating is not how it was when we were in middle yeah. school. Like, oh. you know, and I am much younger than the two of you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by their laughs, you know, I'm older. Eighth <laughs> grade sons had like 22 girlfriends. This year. I mean, obviously, they're not dating or anything, but yes, right. that wasn't right. like that when wow. we were young. No, it was like holding hands was such a huge deal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so things are just, 
Oh my gosh, middle um, school, wow. Yeah. yeah, so done, you know, small groups in middle schools, which is nice. Um, got into the high schools, of course, and then the conferences when we kind of do a full day um, breakout sessions. Mm -hmm. We actually have somebody from the sheriff that typically comes and he'll do like a self-defense workshop. So oh. kind of, you know. Um, I, did a, I did a speech one time. Yeah. There. It was really oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, we try to, you know, just, just hit those points home, mm -hmm. continually educate. Um, what I think is really cool about mm -hmm. this group is I, there was obviously a huge problem with, with what happened, and um, they, they, and I think her mom was involved as well, right? Or yes, so least. she was comfortable speaking out at our first region-wide conference, cool. and she was our keynote. She will be the keynote again in May, um, so it's hmm. very powerful, you know, very yeah. strong. Wow. We actually one day we were uh, doing the Christmas light show. This was a few years oh. back, and we had Santa at the house that day. And there was this lady that said she was with the caring place, and the whole night she was helping us out, handing out hot chocolate. She was wonderful. Had no idea who she was. Yeah. Well, she leaves, and Denise, uh, who works with Bessie at, at, at the time, she was the youth outreach. Um, she goes, Andy, did you know that was Amanda's mom? I was like, no, I didn't. And you know what? That just hit me. It bit. Wow. Like, oh my goodness, you know, because all the money that we raised was actually used for the, the Amanda Forum. So oh, okay. when we say we're uh, raising wow. it for the caring yeah. place, it's actually for that group, <clears throat> the, the teenage group. Right. Um, and I think it's really in Valpo schools now, and you guys are trying to expand, or you guys already are? Yeah, or? so um, when I was doing just the part-time work, <clears throat> I would present all over, Porter County, East oh, Porter okay. County schools, um, and then our conferences hmm. region-wide, which ended up being uh, Porter and Lake County schools. Oh, so that was cool to get nice. students together, you know, from different backgrounds, but experiencing mm -hmm. similar, you know, situations and kind of talking those out and learning from each other. So well, um, that's what I was really surprised about, because when I was at that group or this this event, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, when I was in high school, yeah, we're going to goof around this whole time. These were kids yeah. that wanted to be there, yeah. that oh, were okay. putting oh. down, actually using the papers and, and yeah. writing and telling different scenarios and working together. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I was really impressed. Like, wow, I was a real turd when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's kind of, I'll tell you, um, well, do they teach about if they witness it from their peers to, to say something too? It's not just, yes. it happens to you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You know, we definitely, we, we touch on that pretty hard because of the fact that, you know, not many, the same instance where, you know, many are dating really young. Mm -hmm. There's many who are not ready to date at all, but they have mm -hmm. friends who are in relationships right. and in the same, you know, um, in the same breath, I'm going to say this is there's unhealthy relationships with friends as well. You know, it's not, it doesn't just have to be into okay. partners. You know, right. I know. I mean, there were probably some I was friends probably in high school. Kidding. You know, that were you know could act jealous or you know not right. want you to hang out with certain friends. Yeah. So, so similar behaviors that you or just be a little rough. Yeah, 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 you know, so just recognizing that and, you know, I see that like, friends. like they're, their friends stirring up stuff because yeah. they want to see drama, you know, and oh. like, ah, it's like, yeah. this is, wow. yeah, you know, so. Real quick, we wanted to grab, uh, Greg, you want to do a station identifier real quick? Sure, you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM Valparaiso, and you're listening to Porter County Buzz. And we've got our hosts, Greg Sims, Andy Bozick, and Bessie Castidis Newkirk. From the caring place. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to send in any uh, emails, uh, send us, uh, feel free to pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com. We'll be happy to answer your questions on there. And um, 
Yeah, that sounds good. And, and uh, real quick, just if you are have any questions for the Caring Place, it would be caringplace.org, I believe, or what's the, um, or just, just Google Caring Place in Valparaiso. Caringplace.nwi.org is our website. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent, excellent. And you know, we're talking about that uh, boy, the, the the dating thing. I'll tell you, when I was in high school, back in the early '80s, well, late '70s, um, I remember there was a girl I was dating whose girlfriend. God, she was a skinny thing, and she she was dark complected, but we started noticing some bruises and found out that she was being really? abused by her boyfriend, and we didn't know, you know, there was, I don't know, we wouldn't think of help back then and anything, and so all we did was threaten to beat him up if he continued, and, uh, but the disturbing thing was she kept saying, no, I love him, leave him alone, and that really, and I, I wonder whatever happened to them, because uh, over time you lose track, and because it was well, really, it was a, a shame. That's a great question. How do you handle yeah. that? Because I, I mean, honestly, it's it's impacted my life. I'm not going to use names. I'm not going to tell you how, but it has. And if somebody doesn't want help, if their boyfriend, significant other, girlfriend, whatever it is, um, is, yeah. is actually abusing them and they don't want help, really, what can you do? You just kind of the positive influence, right. or yeah, being that positive influence and not, um, you know, pushing that or telling them, like, you know. Hey, you should break up with him, or you should do this. When mm -hmm. you put, when you use that language, they are going to be defensive typically uh, and want to, you know, pr protect them or act as if they uh, may not be experiencing that. And a lot of the times, that's also because the abuser, you know, is gaslighting them to make them believe like they're being the problem. abusive one. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, you know, manipulating them to, mm -hmm. you know, whether they're buying them things and buying their love, you know, or acting a certain way and apologizing and I still love you, you know, it's it's creating that image in their mind that the person loves them when it's not true love, you know. So educating on, you know, mm -hmm. what makes a healthy relationship. Is that kind of like the Stockholm Syndrome? Or did they ever use um, that? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. We, yeah, we work with that a lot with our clients and children wow. too. You know, uh, they, you know <clears throat> the statistics are true. Sometimes mm -hmm. it does take seven times to truly leave. You know, so Seven times? That's yeah. a statistic. Wow, that's I would horrible. have no idea. Yes. So sometimes, you know, we do see someone come in. Mm -hmm. um, they want to try and make it work. They do leave shelter and we can't stop them or tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we can only be that support and, you know, talk to them wow. as much as we can, but um, they will typically come back after an incident. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it takes that time to really retrain their brains, too, of, mm -hmm. you know, the abuse and trauma this they've been This is normal, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty scary. I, I know one of the things, like I said, it impacted me. One of the things I didn't want to push was to push that person away mm -hmm. and then not have them tell me about exactly. it. Right. You know, have them hide everything. Mm -hmm. Or well, another fear is you don't come to Christmas, you don't come to different holidays. You know, because right. you don't mm -hmm. feel comfortable. Absolutely. And um, so I, that's why I kind of wanted to tackle it. Yeah. And I know Greg brought it up and it just yeah. segued really well. So I apologize yeah. for putting you on the spot. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's fascinating stuff, well, and the fact that we've got help in Porter yeah. County for people is fantastic. So I'm sure a lot of communities don't have this kind of support system. No, no, you there know. is another domestic violence shelter in Crown Point, St. Jude House, um, that we've really developed a great working relationship mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, say we have a client whose abuser does know where we're located or has made mm -hmm. it known that they know, um, we're able to relocate them if another shelter has availability. Um, mm -hmm. So that's 
that's been really nice to have that relationship. We've done the same for clients at St. Jude. Mm -hmm. and we've, right, yeah. mm -hmm, to where we can, you know, assist with relocation if abuser finds out. So they, they so Will the abuser actually come to the caring place or St. Jude and try to find these people? Um, so we've had some instances. Wow. We call them abuser alerts. We have police surveying oh. area, you know, and we, oh. we just, upon intake, we get that information from mm. CarMake, the description, you know, to be on the lookout yeah, if necessary. Right. Um, and I know that the location is private. I'm sure yes. some people know. I, yes. I, I've been there once or twice, so mm -hmm. I know, but uh, it's not published. Mm -hmm. uh, in the old location, is that still there? The red door building? Yes. That, that, that's, is that still caring place? No, or? no, no. Okay. Nope. You guys nope. got rid of yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, that, it's interesting to, to figure. I mean, geez, all this stuff that's got this thoughts and, and planning to go mm -hmm. to keep these trash away from these people. Right. Yeah. Well, to protect people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what made you get involved in the caring place? Like you said, you worked there right after high school, or right through your teaching career. Yeah. So you know, I've always known about the caring place from my parents. You know, they were um, they would go to their events and support them. Oh. So I always knew about it. Um, you know, and I had known some staff that had worked there, and so I always had been interested. You know, I want to help people. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I initially, there was a part-time position that worked out with going to school and getting my teaching license. Um, and yeah, coming back, mm -hmm. it was just, it seemed like a good fit. And I had been working with Denise and I thought, you know, being in East Chicago for so long, the Amanda form really stuck out because I loved working with teens, yeah. you know. So it was mm -hmm. kind of a nice fit to still be able to work with teens um, in another arena mm -hmm. and just... Yeah, kind of. And teens that want to work with you, not that are forced mm -hmm. to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So yeah, there was a few nights that they came to our house and we had these kids out there. And, and they were great. I mean, they're out there having a blast, slinging pizza, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, just some really good kids. And actually, they, they developed relationships with my kids, you know. And wow. yeah, my kids were excited to see them. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you want to? You mentioned uh, mom and dad, yes. and uh, we heard a story about dad yeah, that we would love so, for you to tell. Real quick, yeah. her dad is a secret guy at our Santa yes. place for Christmas, <laughs> and um, I don't. If any kids are listening, I don't want to give that out. But, <laughs> so I started to. But uh, so yeah, Bessie, kind of tell us about some of the stuff he's done because this dude's pretty incredible. Yeah. So he. Um, so yeah, he does enjoy. Playing Santa, you know, much more. Than my that. kids do know he's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's a representative from North Pole. Exactly, one of his helpers. Um, so yeah, kind of same thing. He's always instilled, you know, helping others, you know, and that's probably why I kind of ended up yeah. where I am. Um, but yeah, he, you know, a story that sticks out. We've kind of mm -hmm. you know, talked about this, especially after playing that part um, at the show. Um, is that he had actually gone to um, New York to Ground Zero right after 9-11 to help because it just struck him. He saw what happened. He wanted to... Um, Everybody else yeah. is getting away and he's flying in. Right. Amazing. Right. I yes. mean, just amazing. Yeah, just, I mean, on a whim, kind of, you know, told my mom, like, I'm going to New York. She's like, what? <laughs> so, so, yeah. And then he told her that he's flying in the yeah. same... Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. Yeah. made a point to fly American Jeez. and make sure, you know, just, yeah, to prove yeah. a point there. Yeah. Well. Um, so, yeah, went out there, I mean, not knowing anybody, if, even if he was going to get down there. He didn't know that, but, you know... He, okay, so he, he arrives in New York, and then he has no idea what to do other than I'm going to try to get to that location. Yes. Okay. Yes. And not get in trouble from his yeah. wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, wow. so made his way down there, um, you know, talked to him, wow. said he wanted to help. He went with, you know, and this is my dad anyways on any trip. He barely packs a bag or, you know, no. a wallet and just... Yeah. 
So that worked out. So he, <laughs> yeah, no place to stay at that point, but I don't think he planned on that. Uh -huh. He wanted to help him be down there. So he uh, went out there, was down at Ground Zero for uh, the first time a week, and he worked night and day. I mean, at one point, I think he said, like, just 48 hours straight, he was helping clean up, but also adjusting. Um, yeah, he's a chiropractor, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. he's a yes. chiropractor. So, uh -huh. yeah, adjusted all the firefighters that were working, you know, night and day as well. Mm -hmm. um, so. Gosh, that sounds really good yes. right now. <laughs> back adjustment yes. sounds really good. I could walk on your back, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, so adjusted, worked. Um, and then the, a couple of the firefighters actually invited him back Two mm -hmm. more times to help because there was still a need to get everything wow. cleaned up. Um, so he saw a lot, and I think he still, you know, it really, it really hits him hard. Um, he definitely, you know, the gets checked by the 9/11, you yeah. know, whatever the criteria is each year um, because of his time spent down there. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he's he awesome. really gave back to our community. He, you know? yeah. And he's a great grandpa for yeah. my, well, it's not grandpa to your oh, kids. Yeah. He's with the Bobby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I see it on Facebook. He is. I think that's why he retired. So, yeah. Can spend more time with the grandkids. I can see my dad doing that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> See that again? That just the epitome of well, we we've talked on our show before about what a wonderful community we live in, and great people and caring people, and the the, the things that we offer, and then here's just another example of what great citizens we have, just dropping everything to go help people. He has no idea who they are other than their fellow Americans need help. I'm going. And you're getting on a plane after that. Like, yeah. I, mean, it, it, I was well, scared. Yeah. Right? I can only imagine. Yeah. That is just so awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, yes. and we can easily see where your, your caring comes from, from the parents and stuff. And uh, that's just so cool. Yeah. Can't wait to see what her son and, and daughter do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something my son and daughter too. They'll be out doing yeah, some crazy stuff. Sure. Mm -hmm. You talked about the capital campaign. We talked about there was a new building. What what did you guys do? Like, because the way I found out about the caring place is when you guys approached the council. Well, actually, it was a foundation okay. four years ago looking for some money, and then quickly you guys we said no, but you guys were able to come up with that money. I wasn't on the happen. council back then, by the right, way. Right. So I didn't say no. Well, I said no, but then I started donating money in other ways. Yeah, about the, the initial, the, the first shelter that was in uh, Valpo here for uh, quite a while, you know, it was an older house, two stories, um, you know, so things were small just... Small doorway, mm -hmm. small everything. Yeah, two bathrooms, hmm. I believe, for all of the residents there, um, you know, just not wheelchair accessible, things like hmm. that. Um, they, of course, helped many, many people over the years, um, but it came to a point where they were noticing, you know, things just constant repairs and, you know, a new, mm -hmm. a new shelter was needed, especially with... The need you know they yeah. needed more space to be able to bring in mm -hmm. clients um so yeah our shelter now is all one level you know so for those who do come in with um you know varying just completed like and, two years ago or something yeah 2019 um yeah they mm -hmm. opened the doors about october 2019. Mm -hmm. that's awesome so and then COVID hit you know so we did have where um you know i know they weren't able to bring as many clients in and you know, that was unfortunate throughout, of course, the U.S., you know, but that's when I think there was like a 102% increase of oh deaths goodness. related to DV, to domestic violence um, through that. Wow. So everyone being on lockdown. Yeah, not being able to leave. Wow. Or not going oh, my to work. goodness. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. there, so, you know, once For people we were drinking able, more, too, during that time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Definitely a lot of factors, um, you know, that contributed to that. So, 
you know, having that now, being able to open up, I mean, mm-hmm. you can see, I mean, the crisis calls we do get, it's, you know, that need has been there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now we have, you know, where it's one level, um, everything's, you know, fenced in with a nice yard for the kids and, um, mm-hmm. you know, some different play areas. And, yeah, we have our... You guys were kind of split up when I first started. You guys had some people in the office at a different facility and at the shelter, right? Yes, yes. And now you guys are kind of all close. One campus, one campus yes. Yeah. Hmm. yes. So, yeah, that's been helpful, you know, to just be able, especially when we get donations and we don't have the storage for it at the yeah. shelter. You know, if we have uh, clients that come in, especially those that are, you know, fleeing something um, where that safety risk is high, you know, they come with nothing, truly. Okay. You know, with, you know, them and their children, they do not, they come with the clothes on their back. Um, you know, so we're able to, with those donations, we can go next door if we don't have the room for it, and we get them their pajamas, clothes, you know, anything mm-hmm. that they and their children need, you know, make them comfortable that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of donations do you accept? Because I know I've been asked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Used clothing, right? Um, no, we do. We prefer gently used, if anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> have some used clothes. If we have the storage for it, so okay. it depends on what it is. Um, because, like I said, you know, we we do give quite a bit when the clients come in mm-hmm. at first. Um, but you know, leggings, comfortable clothing, because we do still we're trying to be as you know cautious as we can with COVID. So if they come in, you know, um, we may have them in quarantine until we can get a negative COVID test. Oh. Um, Helplink, however was really gracious and donated a ton of uh, COVID tests for us to have oh, on hand. Prior to that, they were coming in, you know, because many of our clients don't have transportation, would come mm-hmm. in and, you know, uh, provide those COVID tests. So, um, yeah, those leggings, you know, anything they can be comfortable in, we definitely accept those. Um, children's clothing and pajamas is oh, huge. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, gift cards, you know. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, cards are great, not only for our clients in-house that have cards, but our community clients we mm-hmm. work with when they have a need. Grocery cards, you know, we like to, especially when clients do exit, mm-hmm. um, you know, we want to kind Set of provide that cushion yeah. for them, you know, so we'll give them, you know, quite a few gift cards to mm-hmm. have on hand for groceries and gas and clothing if needed. Um, do you guys have a bus or a vehicle that moves these people around when they need to go to the store or how, if they don't have a vehicle? We don't. Okay. Um, we're near a, a V-Line stop, which is great. So oh, that's do. really nice. Town, yeah, they do. Within town, they can take the bus. Um, you know, we do provide transportation when and if we can, depending on staffing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, typically we've, we've helped those, you know, um, that have needed to get relocated or far away you know we get uber get gift cards are great as oh, well oh, I didn't, think um, of that. Yeah. didn't even know there was an uber gift card i'll be darned huh. um yeah so really any wow. type of gift card I'll be done. So you guys are always looking for donations. If the, if it's monetary, you can go to your website. You can donate there. If it's yep. gift cards, they can mm-hmm. send them in. They can contact you guys via the website. Yes. So what about toys and things like that? Um, we got quite a bit over Christmas, which was great. Okay. We were able to um, not only you know give gifts from the shelter to our children there, but um, families that are community clients great. that you know may have been struggling, and then also gifts for our clients essentially to wrap themselves and be able to it's, give uh, children, you know oh right it's right yeah them, oh yeah you know, empowering them and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. them being able to give something from them so um yeah so we've got, well, we've got quite a, i mean just a lot of community donors that have really mm-hmm. helped out with that so you guys in an amazon wish lips wish we do. list by chance we do that's on our website as well okay great because so that makes it real easy then you can yes Yes. It just ships right to you. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, now this awful. is going to be, a, again, a very ignorant question on my part is that food. 
Where does, do they go out to eat? Are there facilities at your shelter? Um, we have a full kitchen there, and mm -hmm. we, through you know one of our many grants we're mm -hmm. funded by, um, we get groceries weekly. So we okay. stock up on whatever uh, they may need. They give us requests that we can't always fulfill. Mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, we, they, they cook their own meals there. Oh. Uh, we don't really do it as much as, I, uh, again, with COVID because everything is open there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we have, I mean, we have donors that, you know, will just randomly drop off meals to feed the whole, whole shelter one night. Wow. Um, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had somebody come and bring, you know, a full meal for them. We have staff who do really awesome cooking groups That's with them. Amazing. So they, you know, okay. teach them life skills and we will, you know, get the groceries needed and they'll cook a meal together. And Why you want to cook in the great yeah. class? Yeah. I'm thinking this could be a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, been I known to happen. No, but it's just nice. So people in the community, if they wanted to, well, I don't know, do you accept cakes and pies and all that stuff? Or you kind of? Um, yeah, we have, we have churches that will bring like, you know, their untouched donuts after church on Sundays. You know, it's okay. just a nice little surprise. Designer desserts is amazing. And we'll call us oh. and just say, oh, we, and we cake have is this so money. Good. Yeah, okay. cupcakes to pick up. So yeah. it's a nice little pick me up for everybody awesome. um, okay. in the week. Our, yeah, and with our events for Amandaform as well, I mean, we've had, um, Albano's is actually donating the food for that magic show event. Awesome. Um, February 22nd. So well, tell us about that. What is what is yeah, going on there? So that, um, that's through Noon Kiwanis, actually. And mm -hmm. they are going to, um, Chandler Maglish mm -hmm. is putting on a magic show. Um, and the proceeds from this food and uh, everything there will benefit the Maniforum Conference as well. So it'll benefit them and the Boys and Girls Club where it's held at. So it'll be... Um, yeah, it'll be a cool show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be fun. So yeah, he's going to donate, you know, his spaghetti meatballs and... Wow. Um, We've got a uh, council meeting on the 22nd, so we won't be able to attend. It'll be a magic show there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> you talked about that event. I know you guys do a couple fundraisers. Is it one or two fundraisers a year? You do a big gala every year, correct? So, Did I say yes, that right? Is it gala? Is it gala? Gala, gala, vase, vase, <laughs> tomato, tomato. I didn't sound like my nerves up when I said it, did I? Because I'm from Chesterton, not Cowboy. I just want to repeat that. Yeah, well, you know. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they did Black Tie Bingo for years and that, years yeah. and years. Um, we held off again you know covid and trying to decide what to do so we we have some other ideas for some um, other events we may do so um as of right now we do uh the let's start talking campaign so we were doing those corporate sponsorships to really help us out as well until mm -hmm. we can hold a bigger event yeah wow that's uh, there's a lot of sponsors on their website and i notice that they keep getting there's more mm -hmm. listed every time mm -hmm. i look there yeah. so that's wonderful oh, that's good. to see and speaking of sponsors you're listening to wvlp <laughs> fm 103.1 and uh this is porter county buzz with but Greg Sims, Andy Bozak, and our special guest, Bessie Castides Novak. Newkirk. Newkirk. <laughs> 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 you me. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bessie is from the Caring Place, so you guys know here in Valparaiso. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. So you, I, I know your funding comes from multiple sources. You, you got donations. You got, all, but you also get some state funding, or do you get some federal funding? There's or what's quite that? a few grants um, that Teresa, at admin, our finance manager, she handles. So they, her and Denise, actually. Um, and Denise you know, is your CEO. Yes, correct? I'm okay. sorry, Denise Kaiki. Yes, she's our president and CEO. Is she related to Denephew? I was just wondering. 
Denise. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little comic relief. <laughs> Sorry about that, uh, listeners. I, uh, I couldn't resist. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> and Denise took over. So you had Mary Beth, right? She was she was one that I was involved. Very, she won the Sagamore of the Wabash recently, the last two years. And then she retired. Denise steps up into this new role. Now you're stepping up into new roles. So yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful to see. You it know. is. And they get to know you guys and, and all mm-hmm. that you guys, the good you do. So what do you guys do? As a, you got a board of directors. That's So you got a CEO and then the, they answer to the board of directors? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we meet monthly um, with the board. And yeah, so outside of, you know, corporate donors, community donors, private donors, um, we do apply for quite a few grants yeah, <laughs> to that's make awesome. sure, mm-hmm. you know, we have funding for everything to keep the shelter going staffing you know as well so a lot of our employees are grant funded um so yeah teresa and denise handle you have to stay on top of those two yes yeah yeah, the grant Mm -hmm. i've only had to do grant reporting for amanda form but i give them Mm -hmm. for doing that all the time so wow it's it's, yeah a lot of work but it's it's worth it it keeps our doors open Mm -hmm. it's all good yeah. No, now, uh, sliding off a little bit, as a member of the general public, we talked about this earlier, we've got some voter centers uh, coming to, well, the odds are they're going to they're gonna come into play. We still it's have a couple right, hurdles. Right, yeah. Right. Um, the public input has been very positive. The council will vote on it, and all we need is majority, and then the, the commissioners will vote again with the majority. But uh, we talked about this the other, you know, a couple weeks ago, but the voting centers, and we had our clerk on last week. Yeah. Um, it's where you can go anywhere in, uh, under the circumstances right now. If you vote in Porter County, you have to vote in your area where you're registered. The voting centers will allow you to vote in 44 different places throughout the county. So it's, it's very convenient and very safe, meaning, you know, we can't be hacked and all that stuff. So as a member of our public, our community, and someone who deals with a lot of members of the community, what, do you, what is your opinion on these voting centers? Um, I personally see that as a very positive move. Um, I think that would re- be very beneficial for those especially working in different areas that are outside mm-hmm. of um, their typical voting center um, so that they can actually go and vote and have that time and not stress mm-hmm. out about, you know, having to leave work earlier in between work. Um, you know, again, I always I, use it as an excuse to get out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's true. True. Yeah. No, it's not. He's no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, especially I think of, you know, our clients who don't have transportation, if they're at a job or wherever, you know, if they're able to just go where it's most convenient, um, you know, that's beneficial for everybody to be able to get, um, exercise that right to vote. So that's what we kind of figured. Yeah. With a location where you got people coming from all over. Mm -hmm. Super convenient. Yeah. Too bad. I mean, if they're Lake County, they still got to go back to Lake County. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. It's Porter County. So I guess... uh, what is a day like for, like, if somebody were to come into the caring place, that obviously they get onboarded, they get talked, kind of, um, you break down their situation, I assume, and then kind of decide from there what you're going to do? How do you know if they're inside or you're just going to, uh, do you ever send anybody home? I mean, like, this isn't something, it, you just need help, you don't need to get away, or what, I guess, it's a hard um, question to ask. So, yeah, so we have our very lengthy crisis call forms mm-hmm. um, that we, so initially when we get a crisis call, we really do have to do, you know, an assessment, see what the actual situation is, um, if they're seeking shelter, you know, if they're needing transportation to do so, 
um, and we end up doing lethality assessments to see you know how dangerous the situation mm -hmm. is especially for nearing capacity um, at that point if we're able to accept typically um, if I'm not there for some reason staff will call me to staff the situation and see if we can bring that client oh, okay. in if it is you know one of those things where there's mm -hmm. a lot of factors involved um, you know making sure we have the bed availability or if we have to move some people around in the rooms to mm. get a room available for um, those that are coming in so oh, just the logistics right yes, yeah. yes yeah yes so once we do that and um, and say they are appropriate for shelter they're we're able to accept them and we have that availability um, you know they we don't tell them the address initially um, mm -hmm. especially if someone else is bringing them oh yeah because that could um, be their abuser yeah. right wow um, yeah so we we once we can actually bring them in we do you know the whole intake process we do um, go through their bags you know wash their clothing make sure everything is that mm. they do bring in um, any property um, and then a case manager and you know typically it's hopeful that that's the case manager I will just assign them mm -hmm. to um, for their stay but they will complete all the intake paperwork. We do have, you know, again, with grant funding, we have specific things that we need to have on file, um, you know, demographics-wise, mm -hmm. and just, like I said earlier, getting that abuser information, making sure it's, um, you know, we have yeah. that on hand, we have that uh, ready to post if, you know, needed, if um, there is some sort of alert with that abuser. Um, so getting all that pertinent information, making sure... And you got kids coming in. I, get, I assume there's right. some protections for them yes. to make sure they're yes. not abused by another parent. And Absolutely, yes. So, <laughs> you know, emergency child care, you know, making sure we have that set in the emergency medical information we need to know, um, <laughs> you know, and kind of handling all that paperwork. Get them settled, you know, in their room. And we do try to do, um, if possible, 72-hour hold, you know, in case there is a serious safety uh, issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, mm -hmm. they meet with their case managers. Again, we work on their goals and needs. Um, and are they pretty much allowed to just, I mean, they, they get to enjoy their life, live their life, or they go into classes? I mean, like, what, what's their typical day? Are they just so, trying to get things together? Or? Yeah, a lot of them, you know, many are trying to get them together. And you kind of see, you know, um, financial abuse playing a part quite oh, a bit. Shoot, so you yeah. see, a, a, that's why, too, a lot of times it takes them that time to leave or they end up going back because hmm. they either weren't allowed to work, you know, they didn't have control of their finances, things like that. So some wow. of them are starting from the ground up, you know, where we're helping them find a job, you know, um, apply for benefits, you know, all those pieces to be able to then um, allow them to be on their own. So. so now, do you, a question off of that with the finances, do you ever go to the banks? I mean, if they're on a joint account, do you have to try and get them to get off that account so the person can take their money? Yeah, we have so that's a, a lot pretty of things we detailed. <laughs> wow. Um, things you wouldn't think about. No. Uh, that, mm -hmm. that, yes. That's pretty impressive. Um, you know, housing eventually, which, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. That poses a problem here, you know, safe, affordable housing is definitely affordable yeah. housing right now, my yeah. God. It's not easy, right. you know, right. so right. Um, that's a struggle where sometimes, you know, we, the shelter's supposed to be, you know, very temporary stay. We're helping right. them in crisis. Um, in temporary know, stay, what are you thinking? Like a so week? So they think like 30 to 60 days. Oh, that, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Um, but you know, if they're continually working towards something and there may be some, you know, barriers thrown, um, we do extend those days if, if we're able, you know, to make okay. sure we're not just throwing them right back into right. a situation where they do feel they need to go back to the abuser or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, so work on housing with them a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some great case managers on hand that really, you know, advocate 
hard for our clients. Mm -hmm. We've had, you know, uh, assistance with finding childcare, which there's also a wait, big wait yeah, list. Goodness. Wow. Um, you know, yeah. What about schooling? Well. Like, if, if they take, if this parent leaves and their kid was in first grade all the way in Valpa, or excuse me, uh, South County, somewhere down there, and in Hebron, and now they're up at your facility, how do they go to school? So, it, if they're not willing to transfer to our local school that's oh that us, could be an option okay yes yes so we do yeah we try to get them back mm -hmm. to school Great. as quickly as possible so typically they will just go to the nearest one uh, with us so we have a good relationship with you know the schools there and the school liaison also um to even mm -hmm. work if they were going you know say to a different school mm -hmm. um in valpo they have assisted with um, arranging transportation to still be able to go to their same school okay. if needed. So Great. yeah, there's some wow. good um, partnerships going on. Mm -hmm. Because right mm -hmm. nice. I mean, yeah, it, if I would. Assume it would be so impactful for a kid if I'm leaving my mom or my dad already because of an abusive relationship mm -hmm. and then have to get new friends or lose right. those friends all at right. the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I just yeah. can't imagine. So, yeah, that's, that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you've got the support system. There's probably very little things you haven't seen yet that, yeah. you, you know, it surprises, yeah, right? We're not asking her yeah. the scariest yeah. stories. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. I, mean, no. I don't want to scare you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. It, that, that's, that's such a great facility to where you can almost anticipate just about anything because right. you've seen it or you've you've talked to the people. So our people are are well protected and well um, taken care of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We yes. provide groups in-house, which we were able to open up again as well. And so I have a really great group of interns that we finally were able to um, bring in mm -hmm. as well after mm -hmm. this COVID surge. And That's great. Yeah. So they're doing groups. I have uh, one intern right now. She started with me with the Amanda Forum on the task force. She's a college student now, and she is actually conducting a self-love group for February. So the clients love it. She meets oh. with them weekly on this and, That's you know, mm -hmm. um, is working on those uh, mm -hmm. different aspects with them. So yeah, whatever we can do, we do in-house. We will do it at the Advocacy Center as well. Um, so that's a nice, uh, Nice thing to have next door to us as well because we'll have our clients if they have you know meetings or visitations or whatever oh, the yeah. cases they can have that private space and you know mm -hmm. have that time. That they need. Now, now since you've been around since '77, do you have some people that have gone? <laughs> oh, I picked up on our person. Oh, yeah, oh, that's why no. I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, all right, the facility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He picks on me all the time. Yeah. I might, you know, I'm throwing the the, the sling in <laughs> well, the mud she, somewhere. Else. We did discuss this. She is the uh, older than me. You guys are yes. both older than me. So I am the baby in the room. Uh huh. But uh, and he is the one that, out of all of us, he's the one that has the greatest face for radio. You know, we, we've often talked about that. Yeah. Um, but no, do you have people that have gone through your system that have been so appreciative they want to now work for you? Or do you have any former clients that are now workers because they, you know, it's something that's important to them and they saw the benefit of it? We don't have any working for us right now, but we have had, you know, some that call and ask if we need anything because they'd oh. like to give back to donate. Okay. Um, we've had that's a client cool. who mm -hmm. works in the area um, with a food system and she you know, wanted to drop off food. That was That's awesome, question. yeah. She said, you know, you helped me so much, and, you know, I just wanted to give back in any way I could, and she was doing great, you know, so it's just so, so cool. great to see her, and, yeah, so those things definitely yeah. happen, which is nice. And then do you have like a, I don't know, as you said that, I'm thinking of a board in there that with cards from people thanking you and this is what we're doing or, you know, hey, 10 years ago, this happened and now I'm over here and I want you guys to know. Yes. We've so, gotten some really amazing letters. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. 
kind of move forward and yeah, be pretty be moving. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. It would also be so exciting, especially for you and your job. Like, it's actually making it. I mean, you yeah. know, you're making an impact, obviously, but like to see the impact come out so positive yes. would be right. really yes, cool. Yes, and some things that you don't even realize that they may have gained from it, uh -huh. you know, and they'll mm -hmm. even emails, you know. Oh, that's cool. Worry yeah. about, you know, we communicate through that still, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's unbelievable some of the things they say, and you know, just makes you proud of the staff and the agency as a whole as well. So. Well, and that's the thing too, anything with public service, you don't know how much you touch people's lives. You hope you do, you know, but it's not until you get the feedback that you actually go, wow, that's cool. And uh, someone yeah. actually listened or did it. Right. right. <laughs> I had a conversation oh, recently yeah. with my staff, you know, because there are some hard situations as well, or, you know, we, mm -hmm. you know, clients are going to come in, you know, dealing with things where they may not communicate everything they're feeling or may come off in a certain way mm -hmm. you know and I was I always thought back to some of my students in East Chicago that gave me the hardest time when I first started teaching mm -hmm. you know an attitude and, you know and just I was like what, what grade was this? So I had those moments where like oh man gave me a run for my money until they got to know me and yeah. trusted me and yeah. now they spend, you know, they don't have family or they were in the, you know, foster care system. They spend holidays yeah. with my family. You know, no so kidding. It's all those wow. same students that were, mm -hmm. gave me the hardest time, you know, so I always. Well, and you're scary. You probably you scared them into exactly. place too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No. So, you know, you just, you don't realize the impact you're making. And once they do mm -hmm. start to trust you and realize like you're there to help them, there's no, yeah. you know, other agenda. You'll see these, you know, letters and you're like, wow, I didn't Realize, you know, that they well, you had hit a, a, a word that's unbelievably important, trust. Mm -hmm. You know, the moment people can trust the government, to trust the people, trust friends, trust your your spouse, you know, all that stuff. It's amazing how, how much easier your life is when you've got someone that you can yeah, trust and rely on. trust the government. Besides you and me, don't ever trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> well. Just joking around here, guys. Keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> so are, you guys done? are you guys done with the COVID restrictions? Are you guys still in it? I know county's still red, but we're getting out of it. Things are looking positive. School systems are demasking. You know, you're seeing this go on. What are you guys doing? We, um, so like I said, any new intake, um, we do still COVID test them before they go, you know, into their room or out in the common areas, but we are still masking up in the shelter. Okay. Um, hmm. And that, I mean, fortunately, we haven't had any crazy... Instance. So, um, yeah, until further notice, we will be... Are you guys having to keep the numbers down? Or are you able to go full capacity um, now? We've been going pretty full capacity good. just because we've had some, you know, situations Not good. that require that. Good. But, yeah, yeah we've... It's yeah. glad to hear that you guys are there mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Wow. There's nothing good. Like, I don't want to ever see you guys fall. You know? You know? know. It's, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's awesome that we have something like that here. And uh, mm -hmm. like I mentioned before, I didn't know it was a big thing in our, pro our, our county until Sheriff mm -hmm. actually mentioned it to yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Talking about domestic violence. And I was like, really? Right. That's a problem. Like, you see it. You hear about it on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, you read a thing here on Facebook. But you, you didn't. I didn't realize that it was, I think, right under drugs or right above drugs mm -hmm. for the amount of people yes. going into jail. Yes. And now those two are connected a lot of times too oh yeah and we i mean they're great too we get calls from the jail when somebody is uh, brought in for domestic battery of any kind and we are able to get that information to reach out to the victim essentially to serve our or you know to offer our services oh, okay nice. and when they were and doing that, that expansion mm -hmm. sheriff reynolds was talking to me about um 
what, how nice it is to have that facility because if not, you don't have anywhere else or you have to take these ladies to Crown Point, right. South Bend or other facilities. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's I, I think that's why, so every year Sheriff Reynolds has a, a at least the few years that I've been yeah. involved, he has a Christmas party mm -hmm. and he donates. One of the entrance fees, it's a free party to come to if, if you're invited. Mm -hmm. um, but he asked for, well, <laughs> if I you're invited. Want, I don't want the whole county showing up and being like, Bozak, why'd you invite everyone to my, my Christmas party? But, um, so yeah, he's got this party, but he asked for donations and the donations right. are just gift cards that they give straight right. to the caring place. And right. I, I mean, th I assume you guys get a big stack at the end because oh it looks my gosh, like it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We get quite a few, and it's yeah, it's amazing. And Very that's helpful. yeah, that'd be nice, as you said, as mm -hmm. people are leaving, and mm -hmm. you spoke this year at the at the event. So yeah, I didn't know that was. <laughs> so by the way, uh, we need you yes. to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. did very well. <laughs> Yes, we actually, one of my case managers is going to start up the jail groups again. So oh, we'll be great. speaking to the inmates, men and women, to educate great. again on. Healthy relationships, okay. you know, and um, healthy relationships. Are those guys oh, that want to be in there yeah. or just anybody? Um, it's general population, so I'm not sure outside of that. Okay, um, but I'm just curious how that works. See, and just to let you know, you know, the last Christmas party before you spoke was Jeremy Revis, and oh. you are a much better speaker and much more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, if you're listening, you know I'm right. <laughs> else you want to share we're, we're getting ready you know we're down to the last couple minutes here uh, or greg did you have any other questions? no i i'm just whatever thoughts yeah, that bessie I, has here i think i covered mostly everything yeah. i mean you know it's hard every day is different keeps us on our toes um mm -hmm. you know but i appreciate you bringing me on and being able to speak about this you know that's you know our breaking the silence that hides the violence mm -hmm. you know, that's our model to continually get this discussion going so that you know the community is aware that this is a problem, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that it needs to be talked about in order right. not only for, you know, um, those experiencing it to mm -hmm. process and you mm -hmm. know, cope with that trauma, but, you know, for others to see it and recognize it and, mm -hmm. you know, be able to assist them with the help that they need instead of ignoring it. Well, and, and okay, now here's a really quick, um, all right, you're, you're in a Walmart and you're just buying who knows what, and uh, all of a sudden you, you notice something bad happening between two people what should is there any advice to that person witnessing it like maybe there is an act of domestic violence and now you're you're in a public place though what do you is there something to do that's hard if they're going to choose to go you know still with them i would say so you know instead of recording things like many people yeah. do, uh, do yeah. you know call the police if it looks okay. like it's a you know matter of you know something could get dangerous or there's already something you witnessed that appears violent mm -hmm. yeah i would definitely get a security guard call and at least that may separate them to where the victim may feel comfortable enough to speak up say or, something because yeah. like those resources yeah. up, but i mean i know that's well, it's like the awareness. Situation, yeah, you know, like we had the suicide awareness, you know, prevention, and, and this. It's all very similar. People nowadays have to be a little bit more aware of what's going on because something harmful could be happening, and all it takes is someone to notice it and do something about it to prevent some potential future harm. Yeah, and I think she mentioned it right there. Don't just pick up your phone and record it. Like, yeah, if, oh if my gosh. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know what the solution is. I'm not saying get involved. I'm not saying get get hurt. But call the right. police. Call right. someone right. who can yep. help. Yep. Management maybe of a, if it's a store. Right. 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 Do something. Right. Yep. Yeah. Don't so. Oh. <clears throat> well. Wow. 
Do, uh, that's about it. Uh, okay. I hope you guys wow. all had a great Valentine's Day yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spent lots of money. You know, the average American was $175. So hopefully Don't our listeners that. spent I that. Be better not be <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you've been listening to Porter County Buzz and uh, at WVLP 103.1. Uh, as always, we appreciate our listeners tuning in. And uh, I'm Greg Sims. We got our Andy Bozik. And uh, again, there you go. I'm the caring place. <laughs> you guys all have a great evening. Thanks again for listening. Take care. See you next week.